Alex Hanson, Jack here. You're listening to Start Replay. Pushy Snuggle Bites is my main squeeze. I thought I would take some time away from battling Dr. Nefarious and introduce a brand new Start Replay podcast. Presumably because you have half a brain in your head. <laughs> okay. Kisses. Hello and welcome to episode six of the Start Replay podcast with myself, Josh Ball, and I have Joel Chapman in the room with me, not Theo. I was going to say Theo. He almost, well, he didn't actually call me Theo. We we, we did a test run of this early and he was like, with me to my right, I have Theo. And I was like, screw you, Josh. I'm sorry, you're brothers, so you look so similar and Joel and Theo sound so similar as well. I'm the better one, obviously. I'm the older one. I'm the yeah. more attractive. It didn't seem like or- you were the older one yesterday, though. You were both fighting with each other. Oh, yeah. 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 Bunch yeah. of kids. Well, that's what brothers do. Yeah. Brothers fight. It's terrible. Sisters fight. Absolutely Everyone terrible. fights. All right. So what are we talk about in the podcast today, Joel? We've been playing about two hours in total of Battlefield Hardline Beta. and oh, More we- than two hours. Yeah. Well, we we both actually really thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think we're both quite surprised as well. Yeah. No, it's awesome. I love I love it. I love the game. I mean, it's only because we've been so cooperative, you know, and we've been working together, which is what you should do in these games. Because before I was the lone wolf and, you know, doing everything for myself. And I'm, yeah. just, I'm used to doing that in Call of Duty. I'm used to not working together. Because in Call of Duty, there's not really... Is there a mode where you can specifically well, work together with your team except yeah. from obviously all the capture the flags and everything like that but the most um, teamwork based mode is probably search and destroy um, I don't know if you've ever played oh, that yeah. with friends no, but like true. I remember when I was 16 15 14 like me my friends we all had an Xbox 360 we all had Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 Modern Warfare 2 Black Ops and we're all like oh we're all pro snipers we can run around a quick scope 360 <laughs> and we all thought we were part of phase clan and all that rubbish and we all we did was play certain destroy and try and get amazing kill cams so like i don't know if you ever did this but you'd plant the bomb on a and then you'd get up top and you'd sit there spinning and then like the guy would come defuse it and you'd fucking like double tap y spin like fake shot with your knife oh it's crazy <laughs> and yeah so that was probably the most teamwork based Call of Duty game mode because like because you only have one life in Search and Destroy and you got to plant a bomb and all that sort of stuff. That was quite cool. You have to coordinate a bit more. No, I like... Um, when, well, when I, when I do have a knife in Call of Duty, I just used to aim it up in the air and throw it, see what happens. Yeah. I don't think I ever got a kill. Maybe once. I, I got a few cross-map tomahawks in Black Ops because with the um, Infinity War games, the knives wouldn't bounce. But in the Treyarch games, the tomahawks would bounce off roofs and things. So oh yeah, no, I got some good ones. in the air yeah. and then it'd like bounce off. And um, I remember we were playing with my friend. Uh, shout out to Andy! Woo! He's he had like five thousand subscribers on YouTube because he did these really really well edited. Um, yeah, I remember seeing some montages. Of the stuff. I yeah, yeah. probably showed you. And um, as one, we were all playing, and it was Modern Warfare Three. It was um, I think the map was called Underground because it was the one based in London. And um, we were, it was like final guy, we were all trying to find him. So Andy fucking throws his knife into the sky like a crazy, crazy man, and it kills the guy. No and way. Like, so in the final kill cam, you just see the knife sp- go flying up in the sky, <laughs> spinning in the air and getting him. And we're all, we're all shouting down the microphone. Like, oh my god. Yeah, it's an amazing <laughs> feeling. It's an amazing feeling. Doing the whole like nerd rage. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, so that was amazing. That was pretty cool. I, I remember. Was... Sorry. What were you saying? No, it's fine. I was just going to say, like, again, with the tomahawks and how it used to bounce off things. I remember just like a few times in the game, I'd. I'd hit a tyre and then it would like I'd hit it forward it would hit the tyre and then it would bounce back and hit the guy <laughs> or hit someone and I'd yeah. be like oh awesome and yeah. then all these really silly kills and you'd be like oh my god the, the Treyarch games always had like a a more I don't know they weren't as serious as, as the Infinity Ward ones like you look at Call of Duty 4 and you look at Black Ops mm. like you've got maps like Nuketown in Black Ops oh that's great I love like the colours and everything and, and how close it is and the fact that yeah, you can literally, as you spawn, throw your knife into the sky yeah. or your tomahawk, and there's a pretty good chance you'll get a kill because you're, you spawn so near to each other, and it's great. I love that map. But Battlefield Hardline, which the beta actually ends 
tomorrow? No. Is it tomorrow? Um, ends on the 9th. So oh, probably. It does end tomorrow. That's we'll a shame. To, we'll have to play some more. But you know, it ends because tomorrow is the day before Evolve comes out. So that's probably why it ends tomorrow. Yeah, they're, they're not, ex- you know, they're not doing it until like the 12th or anything because they know everyone's going to be playing Evolve, basically. Yeah. Um, which is going to be very good. But Battlefield Hardline doing the heists, I think, was the most um, was the most fun part. Um, although I, the hot wire good. thing was cool as well. I didn't quite get the hot wire thing. We, we didn't you... get into it as much. I think what's really different about that is we haven't really seen many games where the objectives move as much as they do. Like, for example, yeah. in, um, I think, I can't remember, is it Demolition or something like that in Call of Duty where or sorry king of the hill so you'll have objectives moving mm. but they're static obje- like objectives and they'll sit there for 40 seconds in hotwire you've got like um Cars. five or six i think it goes up to e so probably five different objectives that are cars like you just said and they're driving around the place so you think <laughs> oh shit the enemy have got um d so you'll choose your car to start with when you spawn so you like take a police interceptor or something can you get your mate in the passenger yeah, seat. Yeah, that's the and, best bit. And what I remember there was one time we were um, going on this underpass, I think, and I was driving, had another guy <laughs> and you in the passenger seat. Yeah. I think you were in the back seat. <laughs> and you just poking out the side, spraying your gun, and you got, like, three kills. Of, and there were all these four, like, bad guy terrorists with their fucking AKs just hanging out the side. And I was it. just like... <laughs> <laughs> and it was amazing. That was really fun. No, that was the most. That was the most fun I had. I think during that, when I was outside the window of a car, and you were just driving around, and I was just taking pot shots at everyone and just trying to nail everyone. Yeah, basically. and it's it's not just um like cars. It was helicopters. You can do it on bikes as well. Yeah, there's, there's good range. Um, and yeah, I think I was really um I can't think of the word apprehensive about it. I've played it like Gamescom. I played it. Um, EGX and yeah. both times for whatever reason the booths were you do get this at events sometimes the booths the, the controllers have got a bit of input lag and, and there's a bit of delay and, and the, the headsets like deafen you and you can't turn them down and you just have a generally damp and wet and boring experience and you think it leaves you with a sour taste um, but actually sitting at home and playing it mm-hmm. with your, your friends and it's just you and, and them and we're a little bit more focused. You're yeah. a little bit more in the moment. Well, yeah, because at an event you're like got everything going on around you, and you know you've only got a certain amount of time. You can play it, and and it's and it's completely new, and you know like you're getting all these kills, but it doesn't really mean anything because it's not your character, and you you haven't customized him, and all all this sort of stuff. But yeah. actually playing it, it was, it was really good, and it's completely changed my opinion. I thought it was going to be like oh, good. I seemed I saw it as like a Battlefield Four DLC basically. Yeah. Now I remember you saying, yeah, you were sort of like, I'm not interested in this. Yeah, and although the mechanics, the core mechanics are Battlefield Four essentially, there's enough enough differences not only in the UI but particularly in the in the game mode styles and the style of maps, like how you have these vaults that can open and close and you can blow the ceiling out and you can yeah, blow yeah. through the back into the kitchens and but it's, it's like payday have you ever played payday yeah, yeah have you played it got one and two i've never played it although i've always been intrigued because i love that concept is um the trouble with payday it's um it's a fantastic concept um but the way like the maps are really cool like you have this american diner who you go in as these bad guys you like kill the guys in there get all the money then you have to hold it out and these waves of police come at you with helicopters and riot shields and things really good but the the mechanics aren't quite there like the, right. the shooting mechanics and, and the ammo and everything it's not it doesn't feel quite polished I actually enjoyed one more than two as well it was, okay it, it felt a bit like you were playing um like an old counter-strike a lot of times just a bit weird but it is essentially mechanics wise and the sorry style wise and what's based on it is very similar to hardline yeah, yeah. just on a smaller yeah. scale and a more focused scale i mean uh going back to hardline i remember when i was at e3 and they literally just they were announcing it when we we're at the ea conference that was a really weird venue because you had people on the bottom floor yeah who had uh, allotted tables and then you had everyone else who was like above like around that that flooring plan above you had to stand and you're watching the conference stand and we're like what the fuck <laughs> is going on here that's weird every other one we've sat down and it's a lot more relaxing and here we have to stand and we're like this isn't right this doesn't yeah. feel right 
So then they unveiled it, and then immediately afterwards they were like, and we've got it right here for you to play, and they had like 20 booths, so we played it immediately so after a, it was announced. That's that's a really quite cool. different concept, Yeah, because usually you think, oh, they've just announced this game, but I can't play it for another two years. Yeah. Or I can play it on the show floor, but I have to queue up, yeah. not just like straight in. That was that was fun, I mean, and we did have a little bit of fun, me and Tom, um, although I didn't really get into it as much at that point, because again, it's just people on cycles playing it, I was like, oh, this is all new, and yeah. they even at that point... Um, on the screen, they had a certain skyscraper in downtown LA where they'd set up the game at right at the top of the um, skyscraper. Oh, I remember and they had people playing. seeing on social media during the yeah. event, they were posting quite a lot about that. And we were like, oh, that's really cool. So anyway, yeah, we went down and then we just played the game on the normal booths. And it was fun then, but again, it just wasn't as focused as it was mm. now in the beta. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to the campaign because the campaign... I'm I'm much more of a single player guy than multiplayer, although that's changing now. Everything's going like uh, online only, and things yeah. like Destiny and uh, lots of other games where they have more online centric modes. And yeah, the campaign is just different because it's not I think all out battles all the time like it is in the normal battlefield. Yeah. Um, here in Hardline, it's more about the cops and undercover missions and stealth missions as well. You can actually do. Yeah. As opposed to just all out gunning, which intrigues me more. That's another thing that Battlefield really has over Call of Duty because even in Call of Duty, if you're playing a sniper, the maps are set up so that you can run around and, and the mechanics are set up so you can run around and quick scope people and you can play like a normal soldier with an assault rifle but with a sniper and you'll be just as fast and everything. Whereas Battlefield is more set up, you have your set classes. So if you want to be an effective squad, say a squad of five, you'll have like two medics, an engineer, support, and a recon, so like the recon will be supporting you from a long range, like you have mm-hmm. the support guy chucking ammo down, you have two health guys like reviving and stuff, and then you have the engineer who, I don't know, say you're going around in a car or something, you can, he can... I mean, this is when you're online, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he can uh, heal it on the go, and also, um, like, Shoot, mar- deploy mines, and shoot RPGs, and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So when you're in a when you're in a really good tight knit team, mm. of course, then you have that perfect. Okay, everyone knows what they're doing. Yeah. It's it's like with Evolve. You know, you have yeah. that tight four yeah. player team versus that one monster, and then everyone has a specific job. One pl- person is the medic, one is the trapper, one is assault, one is support, and you have that perfect dynamic of where people can just switch in and out and yeah. they know what they're doing, which is what I love. And I, I can't I wait think to play it's a, that it's a, again. It's a great thing. Um, I think it's a great great thing to do that you've got st- set roles rather than you can just kind of go in and be a bit everything. You un- pe- like People like in life to have a role. You, everyone has a role in life. And, yeah. and a game that gives you set roles is really good. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm just... I'm curious as to see more of the conquest mode that they've got on Hardline. Yeah, because it's 64 players on PS4, Xbox One, and PC, whereas on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, it's 32. Yeah. But yeah, 64 players in this huge map doing all these different things or getting these different points, and that's Mm. that's a bit insane, but um, also quite cool. They've had the same thing in Battlefield 3 and Battlefield 4. I think the maps in Hardline are a lot more realistic and um, um, closer and more focused. The ones in Battlefield 3 in particular were absolutely huge. And you'd literally have an objective that was like a Call of Duty map. And then you'd have mm-hmm. this massive expanse of land and road and, and infrastructure between each of the objectives. Yeah. And they were and like you'd have this you'd have an objective in a building, but this building would have five floors <laughs> and, and stuff like that. It's just on another scale. Um, but I think with Hardline, they've kind of closed it in a bit because even when we're playing, I think it's called Dust Bowl, the map, yeah. with the like diners and things located around the place, um, even that was like closer. Like You could easily run between the objectives, whereas in Battlefield 3, you'd actually have quite frustrating long periods of time you'd just be running between objectives if you can't yeah, find a vehicle it's not that good. which I think it's good for them to bring it in because even when another shooter Halo people prefer the, the smaller closer maps because it's more tactical it's more about um, how you control the map and things but when a map's so huge you don't have any like 
there's no map control as such because everyone could just move freely. Yeah. Whereas in Halo, you've got all these tight lines of sight and everyone knows, oh, you've got to cover rocks, you've got to cover center, or you've got to cover top mid, all those sort of stuff. And yeah, so I think they've, they've made the right decision to close the map size a bit. Yeah. And bring the objectives closer together. So I think Conquest, no one really, people preferred Rush in Battlefield in general because do you know much about Rush? No. Basically, is this really, really like, cool concept and it works really well you'd have let me just think of like a there's a map in Battlefield 4 where you'd um it was called um oh fuck it's called something really cool I can't mm-hmm. remember what it was and you start off and the defending team would spawn on this aircraft carrier and this the other team would spawn on another aircraft carrier further out to sea but the, the the aircraft carrier with the objectives on where the enemy team spawn where the defending team spawn was the sunken one so it was all like bust up like that um so you'd spawn this aircraft carrier you could take jets you can take boats and stuff so you'd head out all towards this objective charging mm. towards it they'd all be set up waiting <laughs> for you to come as like pearl harbor sort of scene <laughs> awesome um and yeah so you'd get those objectives you destroy those and then you'd progress on to the next objective. So the spawn point would move up. The enemy, the defending team spawn point, would move back to the next objective. So although you're only playing one game, you experience five different parts of the map as you mm-hmm. progress through. And sometimes you'd only get to the third part of the map before your tickets run out, so your respawns. Um, but sometimes you'd get right to the end and you'd win. And it's just really good because although you're only playing one map, you mm-hmm. experience five different styles of playing because on one style you'll be like helicopters like dropping people in from above because you can't get you can't run in because lines of sight and stuff mm-hmm. at other times you'd be like going through trees and just really good that's quite good yeah I'm, i cool am terrible mode. at flying <laughs> or piloting helicopters it's um i just got off the ground and i'm like whoa what's happening here and just crash it's so. impossible with a controller I can do it with a keyboard mouse, no problem. I think with practice, it would be easier with a controller, but yes, yeah, so hard. I'd be the other way around, you know, I'd probably be like even worse on PC. And yeah, like, if oh, you God. picked it up, oh, you'd no. move your mouse forward and you just like nose dive and, <laughs> and bloody suicide bomb all these people and kill all your teammates. Yeah. But yeah, some. Um, yeah, there's some really funny moments. You in a helicopter and then me just on the ground. I'm like, where are you? I'm coming down. Oh, no, no. And then you're just literally <laughs> plowing down towards me with a helicopter. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's they haven't really done that much marketing. Um, not that many people know much about it. What Battlefield? Well, I think it's that whole problem of where it was delayed yeah. from October. I think we'll probably see a lot being ramped up now in the not in the next what, what's month. What's the date? Um, I want to say it's the seventeenth of March. Well, I'm probably wrong. It's somewhere around that so date. Another month and a half. Yeah, so it's about so. another month. Yeah. Um. So. I think there's there's a lot to be done on the marketing side, as you said, because I don't think a ton of people or that that many. I mean, there wasn't as many people on the beta. Like we were having trouble sometimes. Yeah, finding. Like we'd go on the server browser and there'd be a lot of empty servers and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but to be honest, that was one of the few betas that actually ran fine, and you could get in games, and they weren't too laggy. Um, but I remember playing the alpha, and I hated it. Well, I think that's another testament to its delay. You know, mm. I mean, if it wasn't running well. Now, imagine what what it would have been running like back in October. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, when I played the alpha, I can't even remember when that was. Um, oh, I remember when um, during the E3 conference. Do you remember them saying, "Yeah, you can yeah, go on yeah, to this yeah, website yeah, and sign yeah. up for the beta and start playing next weekend mm-hmm. or something." Yeah. I remember doing that on the website as soon as they announced that. Well, was the same with Destiny, right? It just crashed. They're doing Destiny around that time. They're doing alpha yes, of Destiny at E3, like and people apparently. We're hiring out consoles from wherever you can hire them out in the US. Mm. Journalists, they were hiring out consoles and just taking them back to the hotel so they could actually do that. Really? And I was like, that's bloody crazy. Who the, <laughs> hell, who the hell would do that? That's like, mental. That's like so I mean, over the top. <laughs> well, to be fair, if you're at a like, really big establishment and they're like, you need to cover this, yeah. then they'll do anything they can. But. Uh, if you um, work for Starry Play... Yeah, if you work for Starry Play... We're a much more relaxed outfit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was lucky you know, I was lucky enough just to get hands-on with Destiny during that time because the person I was dealing with kept being like, oh, it's always full, always full. And then right yeah. at the tail end, he was sort of like, oh, okay, we've got this slide I can get you in. 
and but they were sort of up in the air because they had this really famous NBA person <laughs> around the booth, and they were like, "Oh, we might have to empty the whole room just to put this guy in because he's celebrity, etc." I was like, well, yeah. "What the hell? Why?" <laughs> was, <laughs> okay, sure, but luckily, you know, I saw him. He walked, he walked past me. I was like, "I have no idea who you are. You're very tall, though." <laughs> yeah, Josh isn't isn't small, but no, he, he was, was probably lucky enough twice. This guy. Yeah, he was twice the size of me. Holy moly. Well, no, maybe not quite twice the size. <laughs> so but he's, what, 12 foot Yeah, he's probably four? 12 foot 4, I think. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's about it. That's about it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, online games, I think there, there are going to be a lot of times where I'm, I'm just online with games this year. Because if Siege actually comes out this year, which I'm hoping it will. That'd be awesome. And The Division and all your... I mean, I'm hoping as well... Yeah, Battlefront. I'm hoping that I'm actually going to get down to um, uh, playing Destiny again. Because I, I did really enjoy it. It's just I haven't got any time to even think about delving into so aren't, it. Aren't they just, releasing like raids or, or yeah, something? Yeah, like, like, there's like a constant. wolf of whatever pack. Because <laughs> I, I, I bought the season pass for 40 quid, right? Which would include Fuck. all this content stuff and I just haven't gone back to it. And I'm like, yeah. nah, I just can't be bothered. That's quite a lot for a DLC. Yeah, but I guess the same as Call of Duty because I remember mm-hmm. the what do they call it? Do you remember Call of Duty Elite? Well, yeah, that wasted that time. Faded out, and then yeah. they were just like, "Oh, it's free to everyone." Yeah. And then yeah, they were like it's free, and now they just have season passes. Yeah, that costs the same amount as the game. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get a season pass code or, or anything for Xbox One on the re- release of Havoc, so I think I'm just going to wait and then cover it a month after, but on the PlayStation, because I've already leveled up a little bit my character on, on the PlayStation 4 version. Um, what were you... Is you talking about Destiny? No, COD. Advanced oh, Warfare. Oh, shit. Yeah. What were you playing that on, mainly? Advanced Warfare? Yeah. Uh, PS4. Oh, okay. no, Again, I've got it both on Xbox One and PS4, yeah. but just all the online stuff, I'm always on PS4. Yeah, yeah. So even though I might have two games with most games, I just... Yeah, play them on the um, better console. Yeah, I mean that's it. Then when I'm asking for code for certain things, um, and then they don't get back to me, I'm sort of like I'm running up the stuff, and they'll be like, "Oh, sorry, we only have Xbox One code." I'm like, "Well, there's a, probably a reason you only have Xbox One code left because everyone wants to review it on PS4." Yeah, and then they're like, "Fuck." Yeah. Wait, but then you know you can't be fussy, and you're sort of like, "Well, cool. Well, I'm getting, I'm getting the game." So. We're, we're lucky enough to be in the position yeah. we are, and oh god, and we're you can't be like, so damn lucky. I'm so angry yeah. with this uh, certain PR company. They Dun. only have PS4 and not Xbox One. Yeah, and all that stuff. It'd be silly to be like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, but at the moment I'm on the tail end of reviewing Day Light, and then I've got to play Life is Strange episode one and Grim Fandango. Oh yeah, you you seem to be like Dying Light. Oh, it's you amazing. seem to be liking, sorry. Yeah, well, it, well, it isn't amazing in our school system, but it, it's probably going to be a great, really, really great game. It's just a few inconsistencies. I mean, I came across some things. I was going to review it before I came across these other things, but when I really got into the game, because it takes a while for you to go past the, the prologue, and then you can get all these side missions and you can get all these like challenges. Mm. So you'll go to certain people who will say, "Oh, test out this new weapon for me," and then it, you'll it'll be it'll spawn you to a certain point, and it, you'll be tasked with killing forty zombies within a time limit. Yeah. It'll be like this super awesome electrified machete that, as soon as you <laughs> hit a zombie, it just like its head explodes. So those are awesome because it really mixes it up a little bit, and you're yeah. sort of like, "Oh, great!" And then you're sort of running around and slicing all these zombies, and you have to dart. And so that I think that really, really that's really cool. And things like delivering medicines to. Uh, houses when there's a certain time limit and, yeah. and all those. Cha- I think the challenges that, are really cool because that probably brings the free running aspect in. Oh like yeah, you've got a and the free ma- free running mechanics work really well. Yeah, they seem to. They seem to be. Um, there's another game with free running. Well, actually, Mirror's Edge. Yeah, and well, the new Call of Duty I think has got all that, and and the new Halo. That's what I'm thinking of. Halo Five. Um, played a bit of the beta of that, and that's got the whole free running aspect. Like it's so different. Well, it lets you vault over things. Yeah, like, you could never do that in Halo. You'd have to, like, crouch jump and glitch up and all this stuff. And, like, things were made a certain pixel height so that you couldn't get over or you could just peek your BR over and all this <laughs> stuff. And they've changed it so much. Um, That's just catering to that new audience, isn't it? Yeah. And that more COD audience. Mm. Yeah, I think they've probably seen the economic model and their yeah. and the economic... Well, they had a lot of feedback in the bases, didn't they, from well, local players, sort of like, I don't like this. They had some good, some bad. Change it. There were a lot of people saying, I love it, and a lot of people going, no, no, no. 
it's not Halo, and I don't think it's Halo. I s- I've still yet to play an online match in the Master Chief Collection because I tried just that one time and I couldn't find anyone online. There would be no match coming out whatsoever, and I was like, "What's going they on?" They had absolutely like massive this was after problems. all the updates as well. And really? I was like, "Surely you, you just want to be able to oh, God. go online, click find a match, and yeah. not have to wait half an hour." Yeah, um, it just was online. terrible. Just they, they complete. I was so hyped for that game, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people were, and they just killed the hype because that sucks. They, there that was sucks. so much promise, so much like the, the prospect of being able to play every single Halo map ever on dedicated yeah. servers. The dedicated servers messed up, so half time you were just playing a normal <laughs> peer post. They're probably like the crappy, and... crappy dedicated ones that no one else wanted. They're sort of like, can we have some dedicated? Set? Yeah, sure, have these ones. Some yeah, have these <laughs> dusty old Dells in the corner. <laughs> and uh, well, I think it was really cool though to be able to go into the remasters and just click a button and yeah. see the graphic differences because I didn't, I didn't know about that until when I got it. I was like, oh, yeah, it looks amazing. So is, I don't know if they have the same good. for Halo Three. And the uh, no, they that they didn't remaster Halo Three. They didn't remaster Halo Four. Well, I thought they might have just like upgraded certain parts of it slightly. Mm, well, they buffed it up a little bit, but yeah. um, uh, and it was sixty FPS versus thirty, which it was. Um, what else was there? The the cutscenes in the Halo Two anniversary were phenomenal. I haven't really seen the originals, but then they looked amazing. And you, um, and you could during the cutscenes you could. Um, switch between the two. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh man, I should so do that. <laughs> it was really quite funny because there was this one where you'd have—I've forgotten the name of them—you'd have these fucking monster things sat on this yeah. throne. Oh yeah, yeah. And they'd look amazing. And they're all judging. And uh, person. what was the company called? It begins with B. It was like Blint or something like yeah. that, or Blaze or some cool n- name like that. Um, and you switch between, then you see this like four pixel robotic like piece of crap really <laughs> and you'd switch between the two and there's such a massive wow. difference well to be fair there's I'm, like 10 years difference I'm surprised they were able to put so much work into it mm. to be like yeah we're we're basically redoing this entire game well I think <laughs> have some money the, to do the Xbox cool. One's Christmas push would have failed if it wasn't for Halo it, yeah. it, it, it was a console seller okay. um, and it was one of the worst console sellers ever because I'm what about all, Sunset no, that's not a console seller. It no. was a great game. I really enjoyed playing that. It's really different. I couldn't quite get on with it. It's just the whole like keeping up your momentum thing. I couldn't get on with. I was like, okay, I'm right here. Okay, I've got, I'm switching my weapon. I'm shooting people. Oh god, I I need to go over there. Yeah. Now. Oh, shit. Well, once you there was this one mechanic. Um, I think it was like you could you could like fly for a bit or something or shoot forward and and until you unlock that, it was really difficult because you'd yeah get only so far before you can't reach the next rail but with that yeah it would always get you out of trouble so you'd That's always have momentum where i was messing up um and i before i played that i was like mm, it's, it's, it's all right but i really enjoyed that game and i don't complete that many games anymore because i'm a bit like you i'm limited on time yeah um i've got lots of things going on all the time and i don't have much time to sit and complete games but i i completed that game that's what i think and i loved every minute in regards to the upgrade side, I think it's like the same in Dying Light, where you know I wish I had these certain upgrades from the get-go just to enjoy it more, yeah. like easier parkour and everything else. I mean, yeah. I think there are certain aspects where you shouldn't have to upgrade; they should just be there, and then they can get even more awesome. Because mm. you're playing a game at the end of the day. You've paid for most people; they've paid forty, fifty quid yeah, to yeah. play this game. You want them to feel like a god in a lot of times, you know. Just for moving around, you want to feel amazing moving yeah. around. You don't want to have to feel cumbersome at times. At the beginning, you were a little bit slower climbing up stuff, and you were sort of like, Ugh. I guess it's it's hard for developers because in order for a game to have longevity, it needs to have yeah. um, like a development system where your character progresses and develop develops over time. Yeah. So it's a bit like Call of Duty. You you get better guns as you go yeah. through. You get better perks. Same as that, um, but then there's the balance of fun as well because if the game isn't fun from the off, yeah, people are never going to get as far enough yeah. um, through the game for people to experience. It. I think there's quite a fine line on Dying Light, but I do think with games like that and zombie games, they should start you off really cool with the running. In Dying Light, I would have loved to be able to just traverse stuff really yeah. great, and then you can push it beyond maybe into like a supernatural. Mm. realm you start with jumping huge distances and because it, it 
you know you're fighting an apocalypse you want to feel awesome by the end of your you know play through an upgrade and upgrade and you're yeah. like i'm like a superhero now i'm gonna mash all these zombies <laughs> it's a bit like saints row you know i just wanted to keep yeah. collecting these orbs so i can upgrade and upgrade and upgrade so then when i fought these things i just felt amazing yeah well i guess some games they tend to um start you off in like a prologue where you are this ultra machine and you've got everything and then Most an event will down. happen <laughs> yeah. and then your work you, you you've experienced it you've tasted it and you you know what it's like and then you're kind of working back towards it and i think that works better because you know what you've got coming if that makes sense yeah i remember in one or two games I, it was like I that i can't think of any games right at this very moment but there are a few games that are like that well i do also like the mechanic and it's the same with did you play tomb raider the remake or not the remake, Tomb Raider the 2013. The latest one. Yeah. Um, no, I know it was really good. Um, oh. Did you play the Arkham games? Um, yes. Did you complete any of them? No. Um, did you upgrade stuff in the Arkham games? It's, yeah, kind of. Um, did you play any Metroid games? What? <laughs> Metroid. Metroid. Oh, Metroid. Yeah. No. Okay, that's a Nintendo one. Oh, okay. Um... Well, those games, and it's been borrowed mainly from Metroid, have this thing of where they have this big open world, but you can't go through certain areas until you get the upgrades to go through them. Mm. And as you slowly build up your upgrades, you get more powerful, and then you can revisit like areas you've been through multiple times, but now you can go in a different direction. Yeah. Because now you've got this special weapon or something to get through something. Mm. And I love that. Because it makes you want to progress, but also you're sort of like intrigued about certain things you walk past. You're like, I can't get in there yet, but I'm really intrigued, you know, to what might be in there. Yeah, and that's what I loved about the Batman games and mm. it's, it's in the Tomb Raider game again because we've got Tomb Raider Rise of the Tomb Raider coming out on Xbox this summer or th- holiday season. I think that's gonna be. How have they done that? Because well, there was like a big uproar, like, oh, they've got exclusivity it's, to Xbox it's One. It's a timed exclusive. Yeah. I mean, they they haven't officially said it because they I, they just want to make it seem as though it's theirs and mm. they, nobody else can get on another console. But Microsoft have just thrown their money at it. Oh, yeah. And, no, they would have. Um, but I, I don't think they've thrown enough to be like, we're only having Tomb Raider on Xbox now. No. Oh, oh God. <laughs> that, that would be a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's going to come to... PlayStation consoles and PC by expect uh, at least maybe six months after initial launch. Mm. I I I. End of the day, games um, should be fun and games should be for everybody. No matter what you what you buy, you buy a PS4 expecting to be able to play games like that, and then you get these big corporate tossers sat in their boardroom like, let's throw a load of money at it and make everyone go and buy Xbox Ones just to play Tomb Raider. Well, you need to sell consoles somehow. <laughs> That's not the, it's not the right way to go about. Yeah, it. but that's how people do it with exclusives, don't they? Certain people on certain consoles only because of the exclusives. That's oh yeah, it. yeah. But this whole thing of you used to be able to play it on Sony consoles, and then you kind of can, but you have to wait six months after yeah, all the spoilers I mean, that, have come out. And yeah, no, that that's so. I still, no one still knows the, the full details. I hope, hopefully, it's a little bit more leeway in what mm. they give. Um, but yeah, it's still a shame. I, I kind of I'm um it's fine when it's like with the uh, Call of Duty for a long time they've done the DLC comes out a month earlier yeah. on Xbox and PS4. It's a bit annoying. It's annoying, but that's DLC at the end of the day. It's not the whole bloody game that that especially as a story based game. So there's a lot of spoilers and everything and it's yeah. just wrong. No, I, I th- also fuck think you, Microsoft. No, don't fuck Microsoft. Sorry, uh, actually, I'm a bit of a Microsoft fanboy. Yeah, take that back. I love PC. <laughs> we um, love you, Microsoft. We love everyone in the gaming industry. We just have very, you know, vocal opinions sometimes. Angry opinions. Well, so you more than most people. Yeah. Um, and I saw this article recently, or I saw a headline. What is it? Someone saying, you know, why can't people cross-play between on- online between Xbox and PlayStation? There's going to be a game that changes That'd that. That'd be great. There's, what, what game? Oh, f- what game they was formerly Sony? No, it was um. Didn't who bleh, who bought Sony Online Entertainment? I've forgotten the name. Some company, and they're making a game, quite a big game that is going to have cross-platform multiplayer. 
supposedly. Hmm. I can't remember what it is. Maybe a bit tricky. I mean, I I can sort of see reasons why they wouldn't, but then there are a ton of reasons why they should. Because oh. just imagine being able to pick up any copy and just playing yeah. with your friends on no matter what console you're on. Well, the trouble is, all my friends, or well, the majority have Xbox Ones, but the PS4 is the better console, and that that's the predicament because I want to play it in the best quality possible. Mm-hmm. If I'm spending the well, same it's amount good of we money, we played Hardline Beta on uh, on PlayStation Four then. Yeah, exactly. Nine hundred P is it? I don't know. Oh, God knows. Well, generally you have like 1080p PS4, 900p on bloody Xbox One. Yeah, depends on the size of the game. It's like Witcher is going to be 900p on PS4 and seven twenty. <laughs> Yeah, probably on yeah, Xbox yeah. One. I think it's seven hundred, seven twenty. And that's why those sort of games require a PC. I remember um, I have I have a really powerful PC, um, like two hundred pound graphics card. Like that's that's it's not why do you amazing. Thousand pound graphics card because I don't have that sort of money, unfortunately. Um, but it's it's not an amazing graphics card, but it is mid to high end. And I think it barely scrapes the minimum requirements, not recommended, minimum requirements to play The Witcher. Really? Like the graphical requirements on PC are insane. Like you need minimum i7. And oh, wow. I have an i7. Well, um, apparently they've been doing quite well with development on PlayStation 4. They've been enjoying working. I mean, everyone's been enjoying working on PlayStation 4. Yeah, apparently I've, I've seen a few documentaries from developers and they've said that the system is set up like a PC. Yeah. Um, and although when it was the PS3 and Xbox 360 era, everyone, everyone loved the 360. Yeah, the PS3 had awkward coding and awkward memory it had its own cell chip. That's why. That's it. Yeah, they screwed themselves so much. So people didn't really like making games for that. But I think the PS4 is like really good for development. I think they learned from their errors. Yeah, and I think Microsoft because of the whole Kinect taking 10% or 15% or whatever of the processor usage. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Microsoft have had to really push that back and unlock more and more and more for developers because developers were just getting so frustrated that they've made this game and spent ages making it for PS4 and then they have to cut it down even more. Well, they they make it for PC, then they cut it down for PS4 and then they cut it down for... But to be fair, I mean, I think there's a much closer gap now between PS4 and PC um, with, with quite a few games. I mean, there's, you know, maybe one or two Trumps with graphics on PC, but mm. because the architecture is so similar and the power, it's, it's still quite a powerful machine. The PlayStation yeah, Four with it, the architecture, it's powerful. Um, it's never like PCs aren't just set up to be games consoles. Yeah. No, P- they're always PCs gonna, are. Yeah. They can render video. They can do all these things, and because they've got all these different components, and mm-hmm. you can go and buy sixteen gigabytes of RAM for like eighty quid or whatever. Um, and you can just shove it in, and and you have all this extra power and whatever. Well, not power, but you have, yeah, you know, um, it makes the whole thing more powerful because there's all these different components. As whereas you're going and buying this three hundred pound machine that is locked and designed for all mm-hmm. these things. The PC is always going to be more powerful. It's always going to yeah. be ahead. Um, but I think what we've got now in the PS4 and the Xbox One, they're both more than sort of satisfactory consoles yeah. for home gaming well I think also the fact that the with the amount of power in these consoles they can rival your PC games just due to their the art you know the artistic approach and the coding and it's like Uncharted 4 holy crap wow it looks absolutely amazing and that sort of game you wouldn't want to play with a keyboard and mouse because yeah, you yeah. want a controller because it's jumping but that looks better than most high end PC games, and that's only because they they know the system, they know how to yeah. work around code, and they know how to do this. And stuff. they're not dumbing it down for Xbox One, exactly. <clears throat> Ubisoft. <laughs> but to be fair to Xbox and or Microsoft, they've really they saw the future before anyone else. You know, digital only content. They were going to release a console without a disc drive. <laughs> they were they were going to well, release is that. A, what they wanted they, for the one. yeah, they were going to release an Xbox One without a disc drive, and like a couple of years ago when. Microsoft had all these plans leaked. They had like this old document leaked about mm. their five-year plan. Yeah, and it had things in there about Hololens. 
about two years ago or a year ago it yeah. had all the stuff about hololens in that document but you know it wasn't called hololens it was just like the the augmented yeah. stuff and all this stuff and looking back now you're like holy crap and it's like all the digital content and cloud-powered gaming and everyone buying digital content online and it, that's the way it's going we're just not quite there yet yeah i yeah it's hard because sony have made the better console for playing games but xbox I'm actually kind of getting used to the interface a bit more. They're just taking more of a multimedia approach, and they always always have done because they appeal to a yeah a different audience. Yeah, I think yeah, Sony is gaming mainly. Well, the PS4. Oh, is. I still like the multimedia stuff. That old little section where you can download the apps for Netflix and Amazon Prime. Oh, we, yeah, that, that's great because it's like having a smart TV or whatever, and and you have it on your home TV. It's just great. Yeah. So yeah, a lot is going down, and this month. Evolve is going to be so cool. And me and Joel are going tomorrow to play it at the community event or launch event. I'm so excited. So, yeah, it's going to be really, really nice. And I'm going to do a few episodes. And it's going to be Miss Piggy and Kermit play Evolve. Mm-hmm. And I'm basically going to have their pictures, like either end of the screen. And I'm going to Photoshop a headset onto Miss uh, Kermit and Miss Piggy. <laughs> it's gonna be like, oh god, oh, we have to, uh, we have to get this monster now, Miss Piggy. No, Kermit, I don't want to do this. <laughs> no, Kermit, uh, I mean, uh, Miss Piggy, we Kermit really have to do this. Kermit takes on the Kraken. Yeah, exactly. Oh, come here, you Kraken! Oh god, no, no, oh god, you motherfucking Kraken! <laughs> so that's gonna be really fun. I think yeah. we can do some really cool, cool content. What are you um? Because we all need to play together. Yes, Paul, mate. That's that's you. You shouldn't be asking me that. Well, no, I mean, I'm more than likely going to get it on Xbox One as well. But <laughs> to be fair, you know, you have to think about who who's going to be online playing more in terms of content related stuff, opposite yeah other people who might just be on now and then and won't be able to record this or that and blah blah blah. Whereas where we've done with Battlefield, as long as we get the sound right on the next one, then we can we're we're right because we've got the same op. Yeah, setup. I'll probably um with Battlefield I'll probably get it on PC and then one of the consoles because on PC they're always cheap because you've got CD key sites which sell the game brand new for twenty quid to give you a code you put it into Origin or Steam and you get it really cheap. Um, that, That's not bad. Uh, do you know much about CD key sites? No. So basically, you're um, we talk about illegal activity. No, they're legal. Okay. They're basically a company the CD key websites will buy up a load of codes straight from the developer and so when you get a um, when you buy the Evolve game or whatever on PC and you buy it from Amazon and you buy it in disk form it will come with a disk like an install disk but it, they will all, always come with a Steam code that you then just type straight into Steam and di- download it from Steam so essentially you own it on Steam even yeah. though you didn't buy it direct from Steam now these companies on Steam, it'll be forty-five pounds. But you go onto a CD key website, and it'll be twenty pounds. That makes and sense. And then you bang it into Steam, and it's as like, or as such, you've bought it on Steam. Um, so they've kind of fucked Steam over in that sense. But Steam makes so much money, they probably yeah, don't yeah. really care. I mean, Steam codes can just be generated automatically. Yeah. Um, whereas, like digital codes for your home consoles from Sony and Microsoft, they have to do them separately. Hmm. Um, which is why sometimes when I ask for a view, they're like, "Oh, we can generate a Steam code." Yeah. Now, if you want, <laughs> you can you can go for this. Um, yeah, I think um, yeah, Steam's a lot more open source, probably to developers yeah. and publishers and things. Now, uh, I think it's time for Star Replay Story Time. Star Replay Story Time. Right. Let me um. So this is a section for the. Well, this is new to most people who are listening to the podcast. This is a section where we make up our own little screenplay with some characters and we add sound effects and everything to them afterwards. So hopefully you'll get some pretty funny bits out of this and it'll be a regular feature and that's what we'll be known for. Everyone will be going to the Start Replay podcast on iTunes or anywhere else because they'll be like, oh, we've got to listen to the Start Replay story time. Story time. <laughs> Happy time. Okay. Hang on, we need a practice run. A practice run? Well, let me just get my best cop me on. <clears throat> Who the fuck is that? Right, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do this. <laughs> In the middle of a thunderstorm, an elusive figure trudges through the mud and catches a glimpse of a lantern in the distance. He draws closer to the light and finds a derelict house which has seemingly been abandoned for years. Um, hello? Is anyone there? 
shuts. Who the fuck is that? Um, oh, my, my name is, uh, oh, Kermit. No, you're not. You're the fucking spawn of the devil. I hate you and your fucking muppets. Well, uh, actually, I was a spawn of a pond, but that's another story. Uh, where are you? I can't see anything. I smell bacon. In the distance, a faint voice can be heard. Please, you have to help me! This pig is after me, you have to help! She's unbearable! A large neon arrow springs to life, pointing towards a cupboard. Kermit enters it. Miss Piggy knocks at the door. Is Kermit in there? Fuck off! The chainsaw fires up and the door is broken down. I'm not going to ask again! A small yellow sponge emerges. Why the fuck did you break down my fucking door? Tell me where Kermit is and maybe I won't be cleaning the kitchen floor with you! The sponge begins to leak water all over He's the floor. He's fucking over there! The sponge points to the cupboard which is outlined with a neon strip. Miss Piggy throws the sponge into a nearby sink and runs to the cupboard. She opens it to find Kermit quivering inside. Oh, uh... Oh, oh, thank goodness, uh, Miss Piggy, you came for me. That sponge took me hostage. You'll never let you go again. Oh, great. That's great news. Oh, God. Once Kermit and Miss Piggy leave, another figure emerges from the shadows and walks towards the sink. He pulls out the sponge. <coughs> Why the fuck didn't you stop it? You're in the fucking shadows the entire time. I love the shadows because I'm a pet. I'm going to have a shower, and I'm taking you with me. Fuck! End scene. Dun dun <laughs> I don't know if we should carry on these characters in future ones, or just create something else. Okay, I think what we should do is we should have a set of characters, maybe ten different characters, and maybe three featured in certain episodes. We've got, like, Cockney Joe. And we have um, uh, French Francois. Francois. Uh, and we have Kermit, Mr. Hello, Piggy, sir. Batman. Could I have your train ticket, please? Uh, my train ticket? Why do you need that? Well, uh, you're set in first class, sir. I need to see your train ticket or your ferret. <laughs> oh, my ferret. Yeah, sorry. I don't have my train ticket on me, but I do have my ferret. And where is your ferret, sir? And he just, like, unzips his pants. <laughs> Let's see if I can get this. <laughs> oh, oh, look. Oh, there's lovely. the ferret right in your pants there, sir. Yes, is that satisfactory enough? Yes, you're definitely first class. Okay, moving on. Madness. Absolute madness. Madness. Real madness. Like, true madness. Doing that Cockney accent always burns my throat. That's all right, you'll get used to it. It's like um, the Cockney penguin out of Arkham Asylum. Arkham City, sorry. He's like... Batman, <laughs> you're Batman, Brucey boy. <laughs> and he's sort of like, um, I'm trying to think of some lines he said. Um, uh, no, <laughs> he he's just gone said, up the apple and pears. <laughs> he's gone up there. Go and get him now, boys. Batman. I hope um, in the next Assassin's Creed, which is going to be in London, there's a, a cockney penguin. <laughs> a, a cockney penguin. Oh look. It's that Assassin's Creed guy at the that top toss, end. Tosser in his fucking dressing gown. <laughs> Look at that toss butt again. <laughs> using that <laughs> using that ancestry machine just to come back here and fuck us all. He's got a fucking dildo that pops out of his oh wrist. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god, wow. I'm glad we rated this as explicit on iTunes. <laughs> so then every, if any kid downloads it, they'll be... I'll be in for a treat. Yeah. Um, mummy, what's a dildo? Please, <laughs> Mummy, no. what's a toss pot? Oh, oh God. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I, I saw this product the other day, and it's a crock pot. I was so tempted just to change the O to an A. <laughs> crack pot. Crack. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Crack pot. Um, I was trying to think what else has been going down. What have you been doing in real life? Any fun experiences? Oh, what have I been doing in real life? I went to a Pokemon event. Oh yeah, how was that? Which was all right. Yeah, I it's at Loading Bar, which is in Dalston, and it's like the one gaming cafe bar place. So every Tuesday they have, they have Tabletop Tuesdays, where everyone goes there to play 
board games. We and should go there. Card games, just like on a whim. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and we want to, and they also have all of these gaming themed cocktails, which is fantastic. They have like um, Evil with Gin and wow. uh, Destiny something, and and Hitman Absolution. So they have all like oh, because ab- yeah, ab- you have absolute vodka. vodka. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, and all of these different ones, which are awesome. And they have this alien one, right, which is in this co- like martini glass. Yeah. And I think it has this coffee type stuff, and then in the middle they have like uh, a Kinder egg, what to symbolise the alien egg thing. Oh, okay, and it's that's so awesome. We it's should great. go. We should go. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's a nice place. Um, and for the Pokemon thing, you know, I had an evil with Jin with my friend <laughs> from uh, the PR company. Yeah, and uh, then we tried playing a set of Pokemon card game, and you suck things. Yeah, card game things. You, you could tell I'm all up with that stuff. <laughs> and they had the. I think the second, the person who came second in the championships there. Oh, what, in the actual Pokemon? Yeah, well, he was doing, he was teaching people and stuff oh, okay. like that. And everyone's sitting down. You're like learning Pokemon from the best. And then they, the second best. Then they brought Pokemon pizza, Pokeball pizza, basically. <laughs> the nearby pizza shop just, <laughs> they lined out like the Pokeball symbol with olives and then had like one half tomato, the other side oh my cheese God. and all the other stuff. It looked really, really cool. They, yeah. did, it, they did it last time I was there, but... No, that was fun, but I didn't get into the Pokemon cards as much as the other people. I've got quite a few sets from them mm. to start playing Pokemon cards, a few themed decks and all this stuff. And yeah. I'm sort of like, yeah, maybe I'll I'll sit down and try and learn it, but I'm just sort of like, oh, yeah, we can do this, right? Yeah, I'll just put my card down there, and all of a sudden I lose. I'm like, well, and then everybody looks at you like, why is he doing that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't enter the tournament the that they were scrub? doing that night. They were doing a tournament that night, but I just chose to socialize instead sit out and drink um abs hitman absolutions and, and evil with gins either with gins. Well, i just had one it was really nice evil with gin it's yeah. raspberries on the bottom and it mm. was it was banging really good what about you what you've been doing um good question what have i been doing anything productive um well we've been messing around with the website having some fun we've yeah made the it, website looks made really it, good made now. it look a bit prettier um i've got some good feedback from everyone yes yeah, um, my pr places oh well they've been looking at it yeah yeah, yeah they would be like oh that's good man yeah really really good and it's like, um, awesome thanks what i quite <laughs> like it's um it's silly it's so basic like the back end of it but it looks amazing yeah. I, well, now I'm we've probably got being the modules. A bit biased. Now we've got the modules on the front. It yeah. Like, before it was just a mess, but now it even it looked alright. But it, yeah, like you said, it was just chrono- a chronological mess. Well, I mean, for people who are going to the site first time, they want to be able to see mm. latest content in the relevant sections there and then. Yeah. And because you've got those different sections with videos and news and. Yeah, and we've sorted the sidebar. Yeah, yeah. So, if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't seen our gorgeous website www.startreplay.com Yeah, and don't forget to find, if you're listening to this on YouTube through our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash the happy campers that's soon happy to, with an I, not a Y Soon to hopefully because Maybe change our URL Because the, the story goes once upon a time Once upon a time it was Start Replay Video Yeah, so Josh made Start Replay and Start Replay Video and then me and a few other people made Happy Campers, and then we're like, holy shit, we should do it together, and then... <clears throat> yeah, and then it happened, right? And then we kind of, because the Happy Campers name isn't as good as Star Replay. Star Replay is much better. Thanks. And um, Happy Campers... <laughs> My we, ego's about to explode. Yeah, so Josh, just this masculine man. Whoa, just stop. And... Um, <laughs> He's just <laughs> perfect in every. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, <laughs> yeah. I won't be able to get out of this space in a sec. Yeah, he's kind of in this um alcove. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, and we want to change the YouTube channel back to start replay or start replay video yeah. or, some, or something. Yeah. Hopefully, Google it's can help good. us with that one. Hopefully, Google. Hopefully. But as I was saying, if you're listening to us on YouTube, then you can also find us on iTunes. By going to iTunes, typing in Start Replay, you see a nice little new logo there with a Start Replay orange with Start Replay the logo and podcast with a little mic for the O. Looks, uh, Josh did really nice work with the logo and it looks lovely. Yeah, I'm a bit of a, never really thought about it, but I'm a bit of a graphics designer myself. Ooh, man of many talents. Yeah, man of mystery, I'd like to say. Um, 
on iTunes, can't you subscribe or follow a podcast? Yeah, you can subscribe to us on, on Do iTunes. it. And then you'll never miss a weekly. You'll never miss a weekly We usually episode. aim for Wednesdays, don't we? Like midweek. Yeah, every every Wednesday. Your midweek commute can be filled with the sound of Joel and Josh. Well, Josh and other or people. Theo or Freya. Well, you might, you might not want to listen Richard. to them. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just listen to us. It's, it'll be fantastic. And then the next episode, which will be on... Oh, goodness. So what is the... So tomorrow's the 9th, the 10th, the 11th. It'll be on the 18th of february and i suspect that will be evolve related we'll be talking about mm. our experience with evolve and now yeah. we've got a full game and how we're finding it when's the order coming out the 20th of this month yeah uh so yeah they'll I probably don't be know if they're gonna send promo that. copies beforehand hopefully it went gold quite a few weeks ago so yeah <laughs> hopefully they'll have a, a promo copies out going out next week which would be nice yeah I won't be able to tell anyone about it until launch, but still, Ooh. I can hint, hint towards how bad it's going to be, hey, or, terrib- hey. or you know, or terribly have, awesome. Maybe have hope, fill your heart with hope. I do have some hope. Yeah, not as much as I'd like, though. No, and I think you're right to not have that much. Yeah. No, I've I've heard, I've I've seen good things. You know, you can see good things from the order because it looks fantastic. Mm. And yeah, I also do need to give away a code for Grim Fandango. Oh, yeah, you've got one. But I don't know how I'm going to do that. We should do... If um, you're listening to this podcast and you want to try and win Grim Fandango, then follow us on Twitter, at Start Replay. Um, Maybe send us a tweet. Tweet us something. I don't know, you're you're at work or something funny happens in your day, your friend does something funny. Tweet us anything, a picture, a little story, a little quote. Just something funny that makes yeah, just, us... Yeah, just keep trying to tweet us random funny things, and whichever thing we find the funniest, I'll just send you the code yeah, for Vita and PlayStation 4. Exactly. <laughs> um, Grim Fandango. Don't make it up. <laughs> Grim Fandango is a game uh, which originally released in 1998. It's an adventure game, I think, point and click, mm. from Tim Schafer, who now owns Double Fine. And after a long legal battle with LucasArts, and after their demise, he remade it um, to much praise and critical acclaim from all his fans and stuff like that. So I haven't played it myself yet. I have no idea what to expect. Mm. Um, but I did get another code. So, yeah. Also, I think um, for people listening to the podcast, we're always open to feedback. Yeah. And whatever we do, I think feedback is key. Oh, it is key. Because at the end of the day, we're just a few people on the end of a microphone. We don't know what... We have no idea what we're doing. We just do it and we see what happens. Like we I rattle it off. I just put a neon Batman sign next to my PlayStation 4 and all of a sudden it gets 32,000 hits. That was amazing. <laughs> that was freaking awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, do contact us on email, contact at startreplay.com with the subject line uh, you know, a message or podcast message. Mm. Help me weed it out through all the junk. <laughs> I don't know why I found that funny. Weed it out. like I could just imagine you with like weed killer just spraying all the bad emails. Spraying my screen. It's like, oh, these, these tosses are that. trying to send me another fucking copy oh, of the game. They're just trying to send me another Xbox game. Get out, get out of there. What are you oh, doing? I don't want any more PS4s. <laughs> Basically, we don't get sent PS4s, but if you want to send us a yeah. PS4, get in touch. Contact at Star yeah, Sony com. for some reason. If you're listening to this, I've already got a PlayStation 4, but please and send me another one. Even anniversary edition lying around, collecting yeah, if you dust. Got one of them, please, we'll take it. <laughs> and my address is blah, 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 no, no, I think we should, yeah, I think we should wrap it up. There's voices coming from your room, I think it's haunted. No, it's just people below me, okay. Yeah, they blow me all the time. On the hierarchy. Wink. They blow me. Just Wink. like to they blow me. They to blow me. They blow me. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the end of episode six of the Start Replay Podcast. The I most, hope you enjoyed it. The most consistent thing we've ever done. So far. Yeah. Yeah, touch wood, fingers crossed. Twenty fifteen has been a good year so far. We've done um, a lot in a short amount of time compared to what we used to do. Oh yeah. So we just need to keep up, I need to keep up the momentum with you guys, and we'll be reaping the rewards. Hopefully, and with your help. Yeah, with your help, dear listeners. We'll love every minute. Please subscribe to us, please follow us. Just 
engage with us and we'll engage with you. Yeah, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll get engaged. No tweet will go unanswered. No tweet will for go the time unanswered. being. That's, that's the <laughs> until so it does get really big, and we'll be like, "Sorry, we can't respond to everyone." Yeah, which no, that'll never no. One, one, one day you never know. You never know. <laughs> With the help of you listeners, exactly. So uh, thanks for listening, Joel. Thank you for being on again. That's okay. Well, I, I appreciate it. Did you enjoy enjoyed it? it? Yeah. I have. I like my weekly sugar rush of Dr Pepper and Jaffa cakes. Good. <laughs> this is the one time when it, I'm on sugar high. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of inflict bad eating on you. You do. It's terrible. It's like Ben. When I first met Ben, it's bad eating. This is my regular diet. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, goodbye from Joel. Goodbye, guys. It's goodbye from me. Thank you very much for listening. Really appreciate it, guys. Whether it's through YouTube or iTunes, we just, yeah. I don't know why you're listening, but keep listening. Why it's not? Great. It's the worst thing that could happen. Bye. Like Dr. Pepper. So, goodbye from me. Bye. 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 Bye.